are here with the rebranded Fantasy Newsroom. We're no longer the weather show. I am Ryan here with Matt and Spencer. How's it going, guys? It's going great. You know, it's a great Thursday night when I'm with you guys here live. So I'm happy. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm excited. 200% factual. And rumor has it, we have a guest on the show tonight. A pretty big one, if I do say so myself. Welcome up Luke Sahuk to the stage. <laughs> rumors are true. Luke does indeed not miss with a hard-hitting analysis. Yeah, I guess you – I mean, you could call my analysis hard-hitting uh, when it comes to, like, Taco Bell reviews and stuff, but appreciate it. Marvel takes. Bro, bro, I miss you making the nachos in the dorm room. Oh, yeah. The dude, nacho dorm nachos. room streams. I got, yeah, I, got, I got flamed for those nachos a few times. But yeah, that, that, that was all Steven. He's probably he's probably lurking around here somewhere, but he probably is. I don't know. We'll see if he's we'll see if he pops his head up or not. But well, well, thanks for having me on, boys. Should be a good time. Yep. Luke is the social media manager for Dynasty Nerds, social media for FTN Network. It's all scrolling across the bottom here, right? Her fantasy pros and fan cited. Glad to have you on. Anything else you want to promote? Fantasy Jeopardy. Really. Just like yeah, Fantasy Jeopardy and all those shows and stuff. We're doing it uh, tomorrow night at eight o'clock. We've had to delay it a couple times because our uh, reigning and the supreme champion uh, Detroit Beastie uh, Chris he, could, he couldn't make it the last couple times but uh, he's back to, uh, tomorrow night at 8 it's going to be him uh, True North Nate and um, X Maverick on Twitter so it should be a good time so what, what is yeah, I make, make sure you tune to, to that guys there. yeah that'll be unlucky it'll be fun it'll be fun so rumor has it we have two Steelers fans as well and Luke and Spencer. I know Matt shaking his head. Yes, sir. <laughs> Fellow NFC South fan, but we need to talk about Najee Harris because there were a couple comments this week by Cam Hayward. I'm I'm not taking those, you know, fully into context with 30 to 40 touches here, but what are we thinking about Najee Harris's season outlook? He's going to get a ton of touches. I would not say 30 to 40, but he is going to be fed the ball a ton, even if it's not the most efficient with the offensive line play. That could be a little questionable at times. I think that he's a locked and loaded top 12 running back this season for sure. Yeah, he's just going to get that volume. It's, I mean, running back so volume dependent, and I, they love running one running back, you know what I mean? And even if that offensive line isn't top notch, it's it doesn't matter when you get 25 touches a game. And uh, he came out recently after rookie mini camp and said that they run a lot of the same concepts uh, off the Steelers offense that they did in Alabama. So he seems pretty comfortable with the system, which is always good. So I think he's going to get fed a lot. Rumor has it he has more free time in Pittsburgh than Alabama. That's true. I did hear that. That's true. One-on-one with interviewers early on. But, yeah, I have him around running back 13. He's going to get the volume. Who does he have challenging him? Anthony McFarlane? Yeah, Benny Snell. No, he's, he's, he's <laughs> it's going to be all him, pretty much. I Benny love Nashie Harris. I love Nashie Harris this year. I'm not a Steelers fan. I'm not going to sit here and advocate to go cheer on the Steelers, but I am going to sit here and say roster Nashie Harris anywhere you can. I think he is going to be efficient. I don't think that's – like I've heard this not efficient side of Nashie Harris coming to play because of not the best offensive line. He's a great running back. He's going to make plays happen. He's got three-level speed that is undervalued in the league, right? So – He's going to make plays happen. He's going to be a top 12 running back in the National Football League for fantasy next year. The volume, he's going to get that 27 touches a game, 30 touches a game, and that's huge. That's huge. They're going to score. They're going to score. That Steelers offense is going to put points on the board. He's going to get touchdowns. He's going to get it all. So I'm all aboard the Nashie Harris train. Let's roll. I'm, I'm just not a Steelers fan. <laughs> I think my favorite quote of all time might be, I got big hands. 
I, I've, been catching, <laughs> I've been catching since high school since middle school i've been catching with one hand but his interviews are just classic yeah. um, i already love him yeah he's very exciting very exciting player look, look for him to contribute on the field despite the steelers offensive line woes i feel like i have to bring that up is that a concern for you guys it's a not. little bit. It's just like the uh, the efficiency might not be the best, but for fantasy, the, the sheer volume will get the job done. I'm not too worried about that. I feel I think, like he's. Oh, go go oh, ahead, Matt. I was gonna say I think he can still remain efficient. I don't. I, I think that the offensive line does struggle. It's not the best in the National Football League, but we've seen running backs be efficient behind not the best offensive line. So he's gonna get like like Luke and Spencer pointed out that heavy needed volume when it comes to those top twelve bell cow running backs, right? So. If he gets that, he can still remain efficient. He can still put up over 1,200 yards on the ground and catch the football and score touchdowns. That's going to be huge. That's going to contribute to your fantasy roster week in and week out. He's going to have a ton of goal line carries. A ton. Exactly. He is. And I think another big thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is even though a lot of us wanted like Derisaw or somebody to the Steelers, as, as Steelers fans, that's what we wanted for the team. But they did end up selecting, and maybe they wanted one in the second too. Maybe they wanted an offensive line in the sec- in the second as well. But they did grab Pat Fryermuth, and he is a good run blocker. And that was the main concern last year. The pass pro was not as bad as people are making it out to be. It was really the the rushing um, the rushing line that was like faltering, and they picked up Pat Fryermuth to help with that. And then they grabbed the offensive lineman in the third and the fourth. So you know, not perfect prospects, but they're definitely gonna help and i'm assuming one of them will be the starter by the end of the year I so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what they've done i think in the both, draft. both might start honestly and yeah. i trust the steelers to draft mid-round offensive linemen like they've had good success with them with guys like kevin dotson yeah i think that's the only reason that the steelers uh have been able to survive as a franchise for so long is their drafting just feels so good like i'm, I'm rarely looking at a player that they've drafted and been like man that sucked like they have some guys you know what i mean but it's it's more rare than a lot of other teams. You know what I mean? Talk about like teams like the Raiders every year. You know, you'll find a guy who they drafted who they just should not have drafted. And I feel like the Steelers are really good at avoiding those those types of players. I you sure know, I, I agree with you, Spencer, because I look at I look at my team. I just need to reference that real quick. Remember, we drafted a 27 year old guard in the first round one year. <laughs> oh, boy. Preach that one. But back to Najee Harris, I feel like he's being underrated as a pass catcher by the community. He has good hands. I know. I know. Etn gets all the talk because we're going to talk about him later. But because he's working out wide receiver, but Najee Harris was doing some drills at wide receiver too, if I'm not mistaken. So no one's causing much of a fuss over that. So what, what do you guys think about Najee in the pass catching game? You think he's going to get some work, or you think Big Ben's just going to chuck it to Claypool, Johnson, and Juju? All? He's going to get funny. I think they're going to do some Le'Veon Bell treatment where they flex him out wide. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. absolutely going to get work. Like the, the way I look at it, last year Pittsburgh loved that quick high, quick throw underneath routes this was our run game because they didn't have a running they didn't have a run game they didn't have an offensive line they didn't have a running back that could remain efficient or decently efficient behind that offensive line now that they have this this premier all back in in Najee Harris they can get creative more creative on offense and not become so one-dimensional right so it's going to be interesting to see what the Steelers offense does this year you got Claypool you got Johnson you got Juju you got Fryermuth you got Ebron and now Big Ben's not going to be asked to do as much as he was last year because that offensive line didn't hold up and they couldn't run the football. Now they're going to be able to run the football. You're going to have to you're going to have to load the box here and there to, to stop this Steelers offense or Najee Harris is going to run all over you. So 
it's going to open the field for almost every player on that Steelers offense. So can't forget about Steelers legend James Washington either. I, I remember for a little bit there when <laughs> Deontay was dropping passes, James Washington was the number one guy in town. It seems like for for the fans at least, not for the actual team, but a lot of weapons there in Pittsburgh. But I I feel like we're good on that topic, and I feel like we should go to another. AFC team who drafted a running back in the first round. I feel like we need to talk about Travis Etienne because that's been the big news since our last show is that Travis Etienne's getting work at wide receiver and they want it Kadarius Tony and they just, you know, I, I don't know what Urban Meyer's doing. You know, I'm, I'm avoiding Jacksonville pretty much everywhere in redraft this year. It seems just like a landmine. I don't, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable if I have to start Travis Etienne every single week this year. I don't understand if he's going to have a floor. Like, I feel like we're going to see that week one through week four. It's going to be the Robinson and Hyde show, and they're going to slowly start to phase that Etienne into the pass game work. But I don't think Etienne's going to come in and dominate 2022 touches on the ground every week. I don't feel like that's going to happen, and they're showing that with still having Robinson and still signing Hyde and flexing Etienne out wide, right? The, the, this offense is weird, right? I kind of, I, I think I want Chenault to an extent. I think I want Chark, but like again, this is going to be an offense that isn't going to be a top offense in the National Football League. That's not what this is going to be. It's going to be a good offense, but it's not going to be able to support every single player week in and week out. So it's it's kind of a landmine. You're kind of dancing a little bit with Jacksonville. I don't know if it's a dance I want to take. So going off of that with a run game and Carlos, I when is the latest you take or? When is the earliest you take James Robinson in startups? I feel like that's a good question to ask. I'm not touching him. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think I'm with Luke there. I don't think I'm touching him. All right. The dead end question. That's what happens when you go live, but I, I tried. So. <laughs> it was a are good you, question. Wait, wait, Ryan, are you touching him? Are you what? Touching no. Him? No. No, 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 Robinson. No, I mean, no, no, Robinson. I, I, I asked that RB, question hoping to get someone to bite, you know. I mean, I'll bite, sure. RB 45, I'll take him. Yeah, that's that, that's sure. still better than not touching them. Yeah, I mean, eventually you have to, but I All don't right. want to. If I drafted ETN as my RB2, I will draft James Robinson as my RB5. I agree. There you go. Perfect yeah. answer. I posted there was a Twitter there was a, uh, a question on Twitter who if the running back the starting running back for a team went down week one for the rest of the season what backup running back would gain the most value would be the most valuable running back in the National Football like, League and I think Edwards. Yeah. easily yeah. You, yeah I remember this. Madison yeah I Madison. said James Robinson and I heard some great great uh, rebuttals with with Gus Edwards who's also he very talented. Yep, Tony Pollard was another one. And I'll then someone Madison. tried to mention Alexander Madison. I'll go and Madison. I threw up in my mouth. I'm, I'm not going about that. I'm think, going Madison. Do you think any of those guys, if they were given the full workload, could be better than Robinson if you were to get the I full workload? Oh, no. I think Madison and Pollard are both better than Robinson if they got as much workload as, as Robinson. Oh, Madison, yeah. Did you watch Madison when Cook was out those game, that game and a half? Madison not was good. hurt too. Mike Boone looked better. Madison was dealing with an ankle. Who did look good? I think Pollard, honestly, would be the best. I think Pollard, Pollard if I had to pick really one, good. Pollard would be the best. But I think just based off the name recognition and knowing that James Robinson was able to do it a year to be to be able to be RB7, I believe, like that means that he's safe. You know what so I mean? I mean Whereas Pollard wise. might have a low floor. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, but to circle back to the question at hand with ATN being concerned of like wide receiver, no, I don't really think it's an issue. Uh, I just think it might get a little crowded this year. In the future, I think ETN is going to be great. I'm not concerned. I, I definitely agree with you there. It's the same thing with Najee. It's just he's getting in work at wide receiver, and if you know you get one of these backs who could you know carry 15 times a game and then get a couple of receptions in the pass game. I don't want to throw out the Alvin Kamara comp because it's been overly popular on Twitter because oh, no. he's not going to be that, but you could see that kind of like volume. DeAndre Swift is the only guy who deserves an Alvin Kamara comp, in my opinion. I agree with that. I, I agree, Antonio, Antonio Gibson. Mm, I think Gibson's a better between the tackles yeah, runner than, than the other comps. I don't know. I don't really – actually, I don't know about that. I just think that Swift, it feels a lot like Kamara. I just feel like he feels very similar. No, that's fair. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the Swift comp. But like to back to ETN – like I said, it just it just feels like Jacksonville's a landmine right now. Like in Dynasty, I, I'm more than happy to roster ETN. I'm more than happy to have Lawrence and Chenault in, the, in a little bit of Chark, right? I, I like the pieces. I just don't know how well this offense is going to mesh right away. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know who's going to get the touches, who's going to get the volume, who's going to see the receptions. I just don't know, right? So I'm going to roster them because I believe it will soon come to fruition. But if you're in a redraft, I'm not taking ETN as an RB1. I'm not taking RB, ETN as an RB15, Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fade a little bit. I'm gonna let him slide. I probably won't have ETN in redraft this year, and it's just the way it's gonna be because I don't see him getting the necessary week to week consistent volume that's needed to be a league. I don't really know his ADP right now. I mean, I guess if you go look at underdog or something, but I don't think ETN's ADP and redraft will be that high. I think it'll be no more than third, fourth round, just because of the uncertainty. So I feel like at that price, he might be worth taking a shot on, and we might see some Jonathan Taylor esque production this season at the back end not to the level but the similar kind of season pace like how he came on yeah um i I wanted to pose you a question who what were your pre-draft running back rankings just the top three like how did you have them yeah pre-draft and then and then after the draft uh, I had Najee, then ETN, then Javante pre-draft, okay. and um, are you big? Are you Javante fan? Me? Matt. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's yes. fine. I think post-draft, I think Javante goes over him just because of his landing spot. I I am team talent, uh, talent over landing spot these days, um, but I do think that Javante's landing spot is way better than ETN's with how crowded it is there. So I think Javante catapults over him to RB two. I love it. Yeah. So Najee like was able to stay, though. Were you kind of projecting yeah. Najee at the Steelers? I was, like, the whole time. Yeah. I had been manifesting that for months, first of all, as a Steelers fan, but also I think that Pittsburgh – people – I don't understand because I feel like the whole offseason people were like, Pittsburgh is a fantastic landing spot, but all of a sudden, like, around draft time, they were like, yeah. oh, no, I'd rather have him go to, like, Atlanta. I was like, I don't get I totally it. agree, yeah. Like, I, I don't that's get all it. I saw. Is Pittsburgh is like one of like a, the very few, maybe even the only team in football that like guarantees you a bell cow running back, no matter how good they are. Like, yeah, they let James Connor run it to the yeah. ground. Yeah, and he still is the bell cow when he's healthy, and he's the only yeah. guy there. Like, they don't care. Najee will get so many touches. It's the best landing spot possible, in my opinion, long term. I agree with yeah. that. I'm excited. Get behind that. I'm excited for the Steelers. I'm not super excited about Najee. He's not my RB one or anything like that, but. I He's not your excited for, for the steal. No. Rookie class? Nah. Who do you have over him, Javante? No. <laughs> so up what? until a week before the NFL draft, I had um, Javante RB1, ETN RB2, and Najee RB3. And what then, are you watching? 
<laughs> and then I switched to RB1, ETN, Javante, uh, Najee. And then um, post-draft, that was right before the draft. And then post-draft, I ended up putting Najee at one for a little while. But then I was like, no, I want to just stick with talent. I just want to stick with what I thought pre-draft. So I just have it how I have it pre-draft right now. Um, so ETN's your one? Yeah, I just think he's the that's most talented. That's kind of crazy, Spence. I love you, but that's kind yeah. of crazy. I just think he's the most talented, well-rounded back. He's very well-rounded. I just think yeah. that Najee, he might not have longevity, but I feel like Najee is a very good receiving back and a much better runner, and I think he's going to get more touches and opportunities, so I feel like he's definitely better for fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, and then I get that. Dante, I think that... Etienne and Javante are in a similar tier for me. When it comes to talent, I think they're both really good. Um, but Javante's landing spot, I think Melvin Gordon's going to fade the black in the back half of the season, and Javante's is going to become a monster. And Etienne, I love – seriously, I have Etienne shares, trust me. Like I, I like Etienne a lot. Um, but it's very crowded there with uh, not only James Robinson, who I think could be a thorn in his side for, honestly, his entire career. Like we could see a bit of a uh, Kamara, uh, uh, Mark Ingram situation. Not saying yeah. that it's a player comp, but like as far as the the um, the opportunity. So yeah. I just don't think his ceiling is as high. So that's why I like Najee and the other guys better because I feel like Najee or Javante could both easily develop in the top five running backs. And I don't know if ETN will be able to do so due to the presence yeah, of James right. Robinson and company. Well, so I agree yeah. with that. But I've I've had ETN RB three since the get go. Me and Spencer have had this conversation. I just don't think he's that great of a running back, like an actual runner of the football. He's a great pass catcher, but I just, he's not, his vision lacks, his lateral quickness is not as best as people make it out to be. He's not a break line runner. There's just not much in ETN's running game that I'm like starstruck about. Spence, I do have a question for, I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm sorry. I just, why don't you like Najee that much? I'm just curious as a prospect. I feel like he has all the tools you want. Yeah. So I'm just really big into the analytics right now. It's what I've been like super hard into. And Etienne and Javante just check all the boxes well, but Javante is like significantly slower, at least, I mean, pro days, you know, can you trust him? Can you not? Who knows? But just off pro day and even like from people, what I've heard from people like uh, film speed, he's like just slower than Etienne. Um, and that, that caps uh, touchdown upside for like the uh, breakaway runs and stuff like that. So I have Etienne one, then Javante two and Najee three. It's it's all very close. Like I'm not super against. Like I have Najee RB one for redraft, but Etn Dynasty because I just think the talent's going to win out. And I've heard from film people that because uh, I heard Matt say that uh, Etn is a really good pass catcher, which is true in the sense of like when he he can get like volume and be productive and pretty efficient. But he's not actually like from film people that I trust. He's not actually as good of a pass catcher. Like. He's not good with as not as good at catching or catching with the when he's running with the ball um, as Najee Harris is. But this is just basically strictly analytics based. You know what I mean? It's not. I tried not to put any film bias into it because I'm not a film watcher, so it's not my game. I don't. Oh, wanna, man. you gotta turn on. The I don't want to mess it up. Guy. You know what I mean? I mean, no, I'm because not, like, I'm I think most people just don't know how to watch film, and it's not a shot at anybody, but it's just like if you didn't play the game at a collegiate level it's, this is a horrible argument but this is just kind of how i feel personally if you didn't play the game at a collegiate level or you haven't watched the game from like a collegiate and an nfl level 
like for somebody or for a certain purpose, or if you like did hours of studying on YouTube or something, then I'm not sure how you know what you're looking at. You know what I mean? It's very, it's just a difficult process to understand for me, in my opinion. I have to sneeze maybe, so that's why I'm not talking as much, but um, <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, might have to sneeze. There was here. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I watch film just to get the pros and cons of a player and see what I could be looking for at the next level. I'm not really trying to give a full evaluation of the player or anything. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the reason I like Najee a lot is because if you turn on the film, like, sure, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but, like, he will put you on your ass, like, yeah. big time. And the thing about ETN I didn't like very much when I watched him is he's really good. Listen, like, he is – okay, Saquon Jersey, I see you. Um but ETN's a great pass catcher, and I think the familiarity with Trevor Lawrence is fantastic. That's just, true. I just don't think that he's the best runner of the football. He has like, he gets happy feet sometimes I don't love. He does have really good breakaway speed, which is great. I just don't know if he's going to get the goal line carries. I think that James Robinson is going to get the goal line carries, or even Carlos Hyde will get goal line carries over ETN, which concerns me for fantasy, especially long-term with James Robinson, because – I feel like we easily – I mean, Urban Meyer literally said after he was drafted that they drafted ETN to be a third down back right now. And, and yeah. so that's not great. And, like, I understand that Carlos Hyde won't be around forever, but James Robinson on cheap contracts could easily resign and be a career backup to ETN. And yeah. that's well, you got to remember, too, with, with uh, Harris that he is 23. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no, he's older I mean, than most of last class's rookies. So that's I definitely know. a knock for dynasty purposes. I know. We'll I, like, absolutely. Yeah. And, like, but – We've seen guys like Najee who have a lot of touches still succeed for a long time. Like Derrick Henry, for example, is an outlier. I totally understand that. But with the the amount of touches and opportunity, even if he does regress a little bit, or if he gets injured, obviously it's different. But like if he if he gets fed the rock as many times as he's going to in Pittsburgh consistently, he's going to be top fifteen year in year out. Like without a doubt in my mind. Like I just think that the long term outlook for Najee. Um, without regression hitting in is better than ETN. So the only guy I, th- I think Javante could have a better ceiling down the line if they get a good quarterback in there. Um, but Najee is just going to get so many touches. I think you just can't pass it up. It's so much- Dude, I don't have a share yet. It's pissing me off. Every single <laughs> league, I can't get him. Someone gets him in a startup or somebody gets him in the rookie draft, and I ask him, and either they think he's like the second coming or they <laughs> don't want to trade him. I'm like, okay, great. I just don't have a share. That's awesome. I want one so bad. You might have to take him like 1.2 in a startup or something, Luke, and just deal with it. That's what he's going to have to do at, yeah. at this point. I mean, I'm going to start up with him right now, and he couldn't grab him. So he's de- he's definitely preaching the truth down there. So I mean, I got him at 3.7 in a startup I just did. So well, At least you have a share. He's- yeah, I'll take it. It's impossible to you, man. It's tough. I'll rub oh, it yeah. in. He's de- definitely right, but – I. I want to go back to you were uh, mentioning what was the longevity of James Robinson or Carlos Hyde. What about the longevity of Urban Meyer? I feel like that's something we have to talk about. Huge question mark. I don't think he's going to last long. I honestly think he's going to be extremely successful or he's going to suck. It's not going to be an in-between. Does anything last long in Jacksonville? Like, really? Doug Marone, Doug Marone coached way too long. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Got, got the I'm not a huge believer. But I yeah, just, I don't believe I don't believe that Urban Meyer is like going to be an elite head coach. But like, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't really coached. I mean, he's been there for like two and a half months, so I can't really make a defined answer for that. But I can say that 
if Trevor Lawrence, I'm just going to throw this out there, is as great as some people make him out to be, he should be able to overcome the Urban Meyer difficulties that may come. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So what you're saying is you don't want to hear excuses for Trevor Lawrence. That's exactly Urban what Myers I'm ends saying. Up being painted as a bad head coach. That's exactly what Spencer. I appreciate that. So my question is like with Ryan Tannehill. Like so, you're saying if say Urban Myers like ruins his first two years, and then they bring in a new coach, and on Trevor Lawrence like third or fourth season, he ends up like kind of breaking out and doesn't does really well. Like, are you going to give him his credit? I will give him Baker Mayfield level credit. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wait. Baker Mayfield. Well, let me let me explain. Not to the extent. Not, I'm not saying anything. Was that like a, I, I don't know if that was a, like it. a good thing or a bad thing. No, yeah, to me thing. that's a bad no, thing. No, it was a good thing. Here's why. Okay. Okay. Here's why. It's not like he's going to score as many points. So he might he might throw more than Baker Mayfield did. But Baker yeah. Mayfield coming out of college was touted to be a really good prospect. Was elite. This is the next guy of Cleveland who's going to actually lead Cleveland to the promised land and didn't. He dropped I mean, down. He made playoffs. Well, he did, but with the with with the coach change and all that, he dropped down. Yeah. He did, right? Sure. Trevor Lawrence right now has been touted as elite, generational. We've heard Peyton Manning tossed around, John L. I mean, they're all been tossed for Trevor Lawrence, right? If he comes into Jacksonville and isn't that level of player for the first two three years, whether it's Meyer or not, I'm dropping him. I'm going to be like, he's not that level. He doesn't elevate people around him, no matter what is the problem, right? Because that's what people are touting him to be. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. So I just he's gonna think, drop, kind of like Baker did. That's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll ask Luke first. What What are your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence? Are you like generational, or are you like he's a really good quarterback prospect, or you know, what are your thoughts on him? I'm not the I'm not the guy to put a stamp on him, but uh, all the guys who do this for a living say he's generational. So I'm I'm going with generational. Okay. Yeah. I'm in the like camp it. of a of not to, to for me. You're keeping one. Uh, yeah, but I mean, no. Like if you if you're talking about it from like actual um analysis no but because of value like he has to be hmm? who is your qb1 like if you were an nfl gm is trevor lawrence qb1 on your board yes or no uh no it would it it would be justin fields (laughs) you're overthinking it you're overthinking it no Uh, i think i think oh oh boy that's the problem because trevor lawrence he's awesome but Lawrence is proven. He's been extremely good for a long time. You watch him on film. He has a unique play style, but I think uh-huh. he's really good. I mean, the guy. I mean, guys, listen. We're we're, all, we're dudes on Twitter, and You're right. the only that for Lawrence right. is not the consensus QB one necessarily. Um, the guys who do this for a living get paid millions yeah. of dollars to yeah. scout players. Um, they all agree that General, Trevor Lawrence is QB one and uh, very generational quarterback. So I'm sticking with that. I want to throw something. At- Chris Sims is a moron. He's a moron. Oh, damn. That's crazy. Did you listen to the podcast? I like him, but his ranking is pretty bad. To the podcast? No. Oh, man. It was great. He explained exactly why he thought the stuff he did, and it all made sense. No, I mean, I listen. I get it. But he has Kellen Mond as QB4, which is like ridiculous. I have so many Kellen Mond yeah. shares. Ridiculous. So here's what I want to say, because I don't want to go into some big 20-minute Justin Fields combo, because I know yeah. I can. I love I'm gonna say- Fields. I really do. I just think that Lawrence is better. I okay, and that's I'm not going to try to debate that. What I'm going to say is, is that I believe both are generation. Oh yeah, I'm firmly oh, against yeah. that. Oh, I think both. <laughs> well, that's fine. I I believe both are generational. I think both are about to come in and really 
How would you how would you rank um, last year's quarterback class and this year's quarterback class combined? Like with Burrow, Herbert, two as prospects, how would you have ranked them? Oh, this class would have been much higher. I probably would have had, much higher. I probably would have had uh, Lawrence, then Fields, then Burrow. Oh, you're talking in like in order. Well, yeah, I missed I missed pretty bad on Herbert, so that's why my if you're talking just my yeah. process, this class was way higher because I thought I didn't think much of Herbert, right? So that's why. But like, if I'm looking at what they did last year compared to now, their prospects, right? I I can see why you would have Herbert and Burrow there because I I'm a Herbert guy now. I'm I'm not making that mistake again. I'm, Herbert's my QB four in Dynasty, and he's not moving, except if it's going up. I think he's also my QB four. I forget. He's a, him and Burrow are both top five for me. I'm pretty bullish on Joe Burrow. I don't know. If wow, Burrow top five. Well, let's, let me make the argument. I, I've tweeted about this a few times. Obviously, everyone says the offensive line injury, like whatever. I know, I get it. But it's just like, say he's healthy, all right? Yeah. Our Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, bad defense, Joe Mixon. He's going to produce for fantasy football. Yeah. No oh, way in hell he's not top ten. I don't think. If he's healthy, if he plays redraft or dynasty. Redraft and or well, sorry, Dynasty. He's a top five quarterback for me. Uh, I think he finishes top ten this year if he plays a full seventeen games. Okay, I agree with both those. I'm lower on Dynasty than Redraft. I think. Is it for injury concerns? Uh, No, I I just off of the research I've done, I haven't done it too much on him because we're not close to the season starting, and I didn't feel like I had to worry about him. But we'll (laughs) talk about we'll talk about Joe Burrow and whether he's going to start Week One. But um, I was I was curious like what his how his raw numbers were and stuff and i'm not super impressed so like especially the short game i don't know it wasn't good and uh, i don't know there's a lot of things he needs to work on but i mean he's he's a young quarterback so he can easily like develop it and get better I, but i know there's from better the guys out there um i'm i'm pretty i'm a pretty film or not film but like i'm not an analytics guy i i more like watch and see you know yeah and, so i totally get what you're saying i just think that like if you watch him play I think he shows really, really good potential. And I think adding Jamar Chase to that offense is huge for them. How young? Really how much of an age factor do you play into your like rankings and stuff? Not that much. I I, I do factor in age, obviously. Yeah. But so, like, how come Russell Wilson? I'm assuming he's totally – he has to be outside the top five. Like, he has to be behind five? Burrow. Yeah, I think yeah. he's – let me see. Because, like, he just has almost never finished outside the top five, and he's only 32. So it's just like crazy to me to like trade injury trade, above him. Trade smoke uh, concerned me a good bit this offseason. But could he go anywhere worse? That was my question. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. I feel like it's yeah. I, I feel like those trade rumors were bad for DK, but not that bad for Russell Wilson. Because the rumors were the Bears, which we love the players for the Bears now that Justin Fields went there. So we would have yeah. done the same thing for Russell Wilson. Who was the other? Was it? Well, who's the other one? The Raiders. They were talking about the Derek Carr swap. Dude, he would have made Harry Ruggs a god. So I don't know. I think that his value could not have decreased. <laughs> Darren Waller would have been tight end one. That's yeah. true. Waller might have been tight end one. Yeah, I'm gonna say I, this. I, I could be wrong. Here are my rankings. Let me just pull these up real quick, if you don't mind, if I share my screen. Will it break it if I share my screen? Oh, I don't know. But I mean, try it. Mess, okay, we'll try it. Hang on one second. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. These are my uh, Dynasty GM rankings. Don't roast uh, me. Broke it. Broke it. it. Broke it. <laughs> Heads up. So I got Mahomes one, Allen two, Kyler three, Burrow four. I have, I'm trying to call my show on Burrow over Herbert. Like it or okay. not, I'm going for it. I don't care. Okay. Um, Dak QB six. I think he's amazing. Yeah. 
Lamar at seven. I have Lawrence eight. Oh. I, I think Lawrence, dude, you have to. <laughs> I just, I just am. I don't no, care. No, it's just that Russell Wilson disrespect. He is not great. Okay, he Russell never was lower than my QB five. Listen, listen. He is a really good overall every season fantasy quarterback. But if you go in week in, week out and look at his finishes, he didn't help your team very much sometimes. He was really inconsistent. And that's not what I want for my fantasy quarterback necessarily. It's kind of rough. It kind of it can be rough sledding with Russell Wilson sometimes. But Trevor Lawrence, the rookie, is going to be better? Yes, 100%. This is dynasty. This is not redraft, Spence. Right, but you're giving up Russell Wilson's year one, this production for Trevor Lawrence's production this year. You know what I mean? You have to compensate for that value, right? Well, absolutely, but this is dynasty. I'm, I'm projecting further than just the season is what I'm saying. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be better than Russell Wilson this year at all. I'm saying I think he's going to be top 15, and that's on track to put him in this category up here. And then, I mean, yeah. I project all my rookies like this, all my young guys. I mean, you got Fields yeah. 10, Wilson at 11, Tua at 12, Trey Lance 13. Um, yeah, I would rather have, I I would rather have Wilson than Trey Lance, and I'll explain. So, um, for fantasy football, okay, I think that Zach Wilson could develop into something better than okay, – well, first of all, I don't know if Lance is – I think he's the most busty possible quarterback in this draft class. So, that concerns me a little bit for the long-term investment. Zach Wilson sometimes gets those comps as well, but I think that Wilson has – a lot of extreme raw arm talent and that if it, it's harnessed correctly with the weapons that they have in New York, which are very good. I think Mims Davis and um, Elijah Moore are a really good trio. And I think that he has potential to do some amazing things early on. Honestly, I think he could be fantastic. Um, and I don't think Lance is guaranteed to start this year at all. I think it's likely that he sits for half the season. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my take here because I actually don't hate these rankings and I don't get what Spencer's talking about with Russell Wilson disrespect because I got him at QB ten Luke so I'm right there with you yeah uh, I get you this is the way I think about it I I factor a lot of perceived value into my rankings Russell Wilson is hard to sell at any point ever that's actually he is a hard he's a hard sell if I am Trevor Lawrence throughout the next two years at any point in time I'm going to be able to sell him. Facts. If I have Justin Fields, if I have Lamar, if I have Kyler, if I have Burrow, if I have Herbert, like Prescott, Allen, Mahomes, all the guys I have ahead of them are all much, much, much easier to sell than Russell Wilson, if need be. Russell Wilson is a hard sell. You're never getting way, never, way you're never getting paid for that top five production. It's just not happening. The way I do these rankings is I, I look at these players back to back and I say, if I was offered these players straight up in a trade in Dynasty, who would I take? Superflex. Uh, these are super flex rankings. If I was offered Trevor Lawrence for Russell Wilson straight up, I would take Trevor Lawrence. I think you, I think you misconstrued your age thing. Cause like, I feel like you, I don't know, maybe not though, but like, I feel like you have guys who are young and you really like them. So you bump them a little bit. Like, because like you have Mac Jones all the way at 18 and, yeah. but, but then you have Ryan Tannehill um, under like Trey Lance and, and, Tua, you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like you're really like you found some guys that you like that are young and you, you want you like you like think they'll succeed. So you're putting them in front of like veterans who are going to be able to produce for you like week in, week out for years to come. Well, what do you mean by that? I feel like well, it's I mean, possible that saying- none of the rookies above Ryan Tannehill or Russell Wilson. Obviously, it's just Trevor Lawrence there, but will never outscore those two players like in a season. Yeah, that's I don't like that. It's idea. more likely than not, in my opinion. No. So Spencer, <laughs> I just don't agree with that. I don't think. Who would you put above, or who would you put below Russell Wilson? How far would you move Russell Wilson up on this? Who would you move him above? That's that's what I want to know because there's, right there's a lot of names right here. And like, yeah, right to eight. Yeah, 
So right. just over Lawrence. We just move him one spot. One spot. If we're so we're arguing thing, one like, spot. There's two. There's I thought two. you had it like top five or something. What do you? It's no, one no. spot. Well, no, because I'm saying like, well, I'm not saying I put Trevor Lawrence at eight, but like this is what I mean by like, if you're accounting for value, then it makes rankings impossible. You might as well just go into a trade calculator, look at values, and just say that's no. how well, that's Spence, what I'm these doing. rankings. These rankings do affect the dynasty nerds trade calculator, so I do have to really affect. Like counter. No, yeah, and I get that. Yeah, but like if, if you make rankings based on your actual like projections and what you want and what you like I, and take away value completely, your rankings are going to look a lot different. And then yeah, yeah, during those trades that you're talking about, you can use the calculators to make sure you're not losing value just because you're going to get your QB8, even though he's most people's QB15. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so, I, I, so I, I do rank based off what I like, but I yeah. do count, I do factor the value into what I like because I know what I would be wanting in dynasty leagues. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, I factor that. in the trade value into the guys I like to place them accordingly of what I want. Yeah, I get so, that. It's just I prefer rankings more. that don't account for value because then it's like the raw thoughts of the person. Hurts. And then, I mean, we need to bump Hurts. I like Hurts a lot. I just don't know. For oh, dynasty, I mean, if he is, is. Like he's easily replaceable. He's got to be so much higher. I got him at 19. <laughs> Listen, guys, I am... You're killing me, bro. I am on the Hurts bandwagon, dude. I'm <laughs> no, you're not. Hold 22? It. Dude, shut up. Listen, let me talk. Listen, I love Jalen Hurts for redraft. I just don't think that the Eagles are going to want to keep him long-term. I just don't think they so. Just, they just traded down, grabbed the wide receiver to help him out, grabbed the O-lineman in the second to help him out. They only took in Jamie Newman and they traded away <laughs> a multi-million dollar QB okay. for like nothing. That's correct. Like, I don't think he's going to be the best NFL performer. I think he's going to be a great fantasy performer. And if he's mediocre for real life, the Eagles are going to replace him. That's well, that simple. Residential Eagles fan here, he's getting replaced. I don't want him to. Oh, I don't think he God. should. But... That's another thing. Every Eagles fan I talk to, they don't think he's a long-term it's solution. It's... He's going to be hot and heavy for fantasy for this season, maybe next season, he's going to be gone unless he balls out. Listen, I want him to ball. If he balls out, I will move him up immediately. But I don't know. already him. balled out. For four games, yeah. I need to see a full season. Of and, he didn't, and, he didn't throw well. and he didn't throw well. He did not throw well. I had Sports Center on after the game, after the Lakers game last night, and there was something across the bottom ticker that was like, there's still a QB competition or something. He's competing with Joe Flacco. Why Why would the Q, or why would That's Harry Rose Coach speak. I don't listen to that. In an interview, he said he's not above competition, which is fine. He's saying that he's a competitor, which is – it's a non-story. Justin Fields is saying the same stuff with fucking Andy Dalton. I'm not worried about that at all. Well, Justin Fields is a lot better than Jalen Hurts, so. Let's start a new fight. Let's get on my running backs. Maybe as a prospect. <laughs> Let's start a new fight. I love this. <laughs> yeah, this is Saquon, Cook, Mara, Taylor, Swift, Gibson, Akers, Chubb, Najee, Robbins, Edwards, Alaire, Zeke, Henry, and Jones. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Am I looking at Dynasty rankings? Yes, you are. Dalvin Cook? Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is in everyone's top five. What do you mean? Never, no, he's not. ATRB one people here. Alvin Kamara? Kamara? 25? What do you mean? Yeah, Kamara is top five for a lot of people still. No. I mean, you could probably you could probably trade Kamara next year for the same thing you could this year. So, like, I don't... I don't hate it that much. I'd move, I'd move Jonathan Taylor up. Let me go to crazy. everyone else's rankings here and see the cumulative because there's no way that I'm crazy. I think you're crazy. Stuff. I think Dalvin Cook is definitely crazy. Kamara might not be too crazy. Yeah, Saquon needs to be higher. You are best for Dalvin Cook. This is cumulative from every dynasty ranker, and it's literally just uh, Kamara up one spot, and that's my rankings. So yeah, but you're best for Dalvin no, no, for no, Dalvin no. That's Cook. that. That seems overall. That's overall super flex. This rankings. is overall super flex. That's that. That would be third overall. 
That's these those are, are overall superflex rankings. Yeah, I'm not crazy, dude. Everyone's like this. Bro, yeah, I'm, I'm not. You guys have them taking five running backs in the first and superflex. No, this is sorry. This is the running back cumulative rankings. This is not. No, overall. but on the left, on two, five, six, nine, ten. Wait, that might be. Is that a twelve by DeAndre Swift? This is the overall cumulative rankings from everybody. Yeah. 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 Not, I don't agree with this. This is not mine. <laughs> well, I think Quan needs to be higher. This is everyone. <laughs> Likes the jersey the whole episode. This is everybody combined. I, I'm not well, like I'm pretty QB heavy for my super. Yo, yeah, I'm taking like seven QBs in a row, dude. I'll take I, seven, I would, uh, for me. I would take I would take Mahomes and Josh Allen, then I would take Christian McCaffrey. Personally. Okay, that's fair. I mean, a lot of people do that. I'm I'm kind of blowing things up because like you know this is a live stream. I'm enjoying this, but man, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. This Wait, Luke, is I crazy. Have, Lucas. Luke, I want to ask you a question personally. Yeah. Why CMC over Barkley? Uh, Christian McCaffrey is a lot more proven, and he's usually more durable. Um, I know that last year was a bit of an enigma, but I think Christian McCaffrey, uh, they paid him the highest paid contract running uh, running back has ever had. Um, I think he's just going to – I mean, even last year when he was injured, the few games he played, he led all running backs in points per game in PPR with 30. Um, until I see him regress at all, he is the RB1 by far. Well, that's fine. That's I mean, that's a big one. Two is generous. A lot of people do not have them there for dynasty, so you should be thanking me. Well, that no, true. If it's not saying one RB one, I'm not thanking anybody. But anyway, I will say one thing and one thing only about CMC is, well, it doesn't even worry me. I have CMC dynasty RB three, but I think about everyone questioning Saquon's injuries, and then I look and I'm like, we know what Saquon went through. We know how he healed. We know he's ready to go. We have no clue what CMC's injuries really were. We have no real idea of what happened last year with CMC and why he missed that extensive period of time that he did miss. Are you worried about that with Joe Mixon? Yes. I'm just saying. He's he a Joe Mixon. A I am. <laughs> I'm not worried because he is, as of what now, the best running back in the NFL, pound for pound, in my opinion. Maybe Derrick Henry's better. I don't know. I think Christian McCaffrey is extremely talented. Okay, put your jersey down. You're hold, hold, hold up, hold up. I have to, I have to comment on the rankings. I, I just want to say I, I'm I'm a compliment them. I, I like how high you have DeAndre Swift and Antonio. Uh, I agree with that. I do agree. Yeah, with that. Term, I, like I will that say that. Let's go. Let's start a new fight. Let's go. Let's start a new fight. I love <laughs> Gibson, but it's fine. I love it. It's close enough. What do you That's have, Derrick Henry? That's what we got. Derrick Henry's too. I mean, I, I don't. Looking at it, I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, like, I'm not really against it. I'm, I'm a yeah, fan. Let's keep scrolling then. Let's keep scrolling until we find something to find about. Okay. <laughs> ETN behind Josh Jacobs can't do it. Can't do it. ETN and Javante Williams and David Montgomery. Yeah, I need to bump those. Let's do some live ranking adjustments, shall we? <laughs> okay. Love it. I love it. Live ranking I can't, on the I can't show. have I don't Josh Jacobs being an team right now. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Let's put – I need to swap that, first of all. Let's, Let me ask you this. Who's a better prospect? Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, David Montgomery. As prospects, yeah, I did not evaluate that long ago. Uh, I didn't either, but I've looked into it. I did, and I have an answer. I did a little right, bit who? with my dad. I would probably go Sanders. It's the twenty nineteen or the twenty twenty or yeah, sorry, the twenty nineteen draft class. So David Montgomery, uh, Josh Jacobs, and Miles Sanders. I think it was Sanders, in my opinion. Jacobs, you're going Jacob. Okay, so uh, me looking into it, like looking backwards as just prospects, David Montgomery seemed like the most clear-cut best prospect. Dude, not going to lie. I'm going to put Javante right there. I'd rather have him. Yeah! Guys, straight up. <laughs> and then, um, I need to put Eckler higher. Yes, you do. And David Montgomery is the Mixon. best out of all of these 
these three running backs. He just right continues here. to be disrespected. Etienne over Eckler? Oh, yeah, I would for Dynasty. Eckler's getting, he's not getting any younger. He's already, like, putting, and he can't put up a thousand yard rushing season. I, love I don't Eckler. care. Dude, listen, I love Eckler. He's, Herbert's number window, and he's done, in my opinion. Yeah. Herbert's numbers went down when Eckler came back. Yeah, but Eckler's numbers went up. So, I mean, yeah. Looking at this for redraft, Eckler would probably be easily my top twelve. I mean, I yeah, think that's Eckler's not a hot take. He's already one. Rankings for redraft on like any websites, I don't think, but I will be doing them on Twitter, so you'll see all that, Jess. Oh, look, we have James Robinson right here at RB twenty-five. Well, yeah, that's such value. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he put Sherman over. I need to adjust these two. What are these young guys? I'd put so I feel like you should pick. I feel like you should take James Robinson up, so you can just scroll and scroll and scroll. Just that would make your life easier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> start scrolling. You know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Damn, down. you're high on some of these rookies. Holy cow! Wait, go back. You got you got right the shots on a man, dude. But like, I mean, proven, I, I agree with that. Proven guys here. James Conner. Are they really that, that proven though? Yeah, James Conner's proven. Proven to me. Leonard Fournette is proven. <laughs> James Conner is proven to be garbage. I don't have to do him like that. No, he's wait, gonna wait, wait, lead wait. that backfield. Wait, we Chase gotta Edmonds go back is like a scat back, dude. We gotta go back up. There was something I saw. Where? I don't. Oh, Rojo's got to be higher. I don't think higher. so. Twenty eight. Yeah, I feel like he's, it's pretty alright. Like he's, like he's old and he's, he is in crowded backfield with. He's Lynn. not old. He's, he's not old. He's like twenty three. He's not old, yeah. but he's the same age as Rojo. He's been along forever. I just don't feel like he's ever gonna be like elite, elite. I feel like he's, he's gonna be like a long time. He just keeps getting held back by having another running back. I won't put him. I won't put him above Carson or Hunt or any of those guys, though. That's yeah, he's going to turn 24 right before season starts. Do you have Dobbins or CEH higher? What did you say? I'm sorry. Dobbins by a spot. You had Dobbins higher than CEH. Dobbins or CEH? Uh, I think I have Dobbins. I do, by one spot. Oh, I had okay. two spots with CEH. Let's go these rankings real quick. Let's go over to the wide receiver, shall we? Oh, uh, boy. Devontae Adams got to go. Get him out of here. Who? What? T. Higgins top ten. Here we go. <laughs> no, the, the, I was saying Devontae Adams has got to go. This man, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Until Aaron Rodgers traded, he is my wide receiver one. It just doesn't. I mean, he's twenty eight, bro. Twenty eight for wide receiver ain't that old. He's still has three just, years of elite production. Okay, let me ask you this: Is his value? Is his value? Because you're value based, right? Is his value ever gonna go up? Um, it won't go up, but he can definitely stay up there for a while. You have Devonta Smith over Michael Thomas. Absolutely, I do, one hundred percent. Devonta Smith, oh, wow, prospect, and Michael That's Thomas is not That's young, crazy. and they have a terrible quarterback room. Who? No, Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston for fantasy? I don't care yeah, about quarterback. Easily win the starting job, and that is fantasy hell. And he performed. He had sixteen fantasy points per game when Taysom Hill was starting. Sixteen is not what you want from Michael Thomas. Sorry. 16 is what you want from a wide receiver 12, which is where you need to put it, or 13, which is where you need to put him. Michael no. Thomas is going to get a 30-plus percent target share. That's just insane. Dude, listen, these are dynasty, not redraft. Michael Thomas is not going to get that the next three years. He's going to be a superstar, dude. Oh, superstar. my. Dude, I like the vibe this man, but this is crazy. I love this it. Is not crazy. Hey, he is T. Higgins at 15, man. That's, that's pretty – that's I think than most people do. Higgins down, honestly. I need to move him. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that on the live show. No, I don't, don't do that on the Don't put him under DJ Moore. Don't put him under DJ Moore. Don't do that. I'll put him – put him right there for now, honestly. You're putting Kenny Galladay? Nope, one spot. Okay, thank you. That's bad. I mean – 
DJ I mean, Moore's higher. I think DJ Moore's spot too, honestly. Yeah, move him under T Higgins. Oh boy. No, no, no. I feel like he belongs there. I like DJ Moore. I just feel like I need to see something. I, I've maybe, been waiting. Maybe if he gets a yeah, I've been waiting forever. I've been waiting. Waddle's low for me. I don't like Waddle that much. Honestly, I don't. I, I'm fine with that Waddle spot. I think Judy I should. I would have over Waddle, but that's what. I don't know. It gets a little hairy down there, but we need. Uh, I need to. We need to get back on track, boys. Yeah, we need to get back on track. We, we, we lost it there. It was fun, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good time, a but bit of fun. It, well, what's what's fantasy football nowadays on Twitter without a little bit of disagreement? You know. Amen. It's all love. It's all love. I, I know we're, we're respectful we about it. We we respect Luke's rankings. I so, feel like I have good rankings, honestly. Like, I feel like they're pretty. I feel like they're pretty good. Like. No shade to anyone over at the Nerds, but I, I look through some people's rankings sometimes that I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's um. Well, maybe they just uh, haven't looked at them in a while, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just like, I try to keep them as updated as possible, you know? Luke probably yeah. saw my rankings and was like, what the Oh, yeah, you're going to be ranking I love that other. system. I'm going to need to hit you up on that because I have an Excel doc and I feel like it's miserable every time I want to update my rankings. Like I have to like insert, a pay, or insert delete, insert, delete, you know what I mean? But that was nice. You just click the guy, put him up. Dude, and, it's so like, nice. They built a really nice tool over there. It's so easy. I can literally do it on my phone. It's yeah. Really I'm happy nice. to be. A, I'm I'm happy to be a part of the team. It's sick, dude. I'm happy. It's sick. I'm excited. Got Are you gonna be ranking there. Matt or no? Or is that separate? I don't know. I have the tool. I just haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. I have. I mean, my pinned tweet is all my ranking. So so. Well, true. That it is. So. Back, back on a little bit of a track here. <laughs> yeah, Brian, right. we're realists in here, Ryan. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a realist in a bit for off of that fun expedition, I guess we'll call that. But the, the other big news of the week is it looks like Joe Burrow is going to be ready to go for week one of the season. So I, I like Luke's dynasty rankings of him that high. I don't personally agree with it. I'd switch him with Herbert, but that's that's personal preference. Like, I, I, I literally, I mean, I easily could switch him for Burrow. I honestly am just trying to put my – this is kind of bad analysis, honestly, if I'm being honest. I'm just really trying to call my shot on Joe Burrow, and I'm – He's planting the flag. I'm going to try to respect it. If I'm being safe, I would probably adjust it, if I'm being totally honest. But I, I want to call my shot on Joe Burrow, and I think I'm going to. Hey, I, I want to say one thing. When people get, like, overly hurt about other people's rankings and, like, start taking personal, personal jab, I don't – why do people do that? Rankings are personal opinion, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're not setting stone either. Like, I remember I tweeted out that thing about Burrow over Herbert, and people were, like, lighting me up in the comments, like, strongly, strongly disagree. I'm like, guys, they're they're one spot apart, and they're both top five. I love them equally. I'm just trying to call my shot. That's it. Well, that, that happened with Spencer when he tweeted out Jalen Hurts over Tua. His, his hit, oh like, my the goodness. normal energy <laughs> And it blew up. Did you, you had to mute that, didn't you, Spencer? Yeah. It's tough. Man. Yeah, I muted that. I think too. it hurts. Be better. There's easily a world where Tua sucks again this year and has become Enser's bust territory, and Hurts lights it up and cements himself as a potential star. I think I would rather have Tua right now, just because I feel like he's safer, even though it could be terrible. I don't know. I, I, I definitely feel like he's not even safer. I just, I just I don't, don't even like. The only thing is the draft capital, and it's like hardly a. Every like day barely. I'm back and forth on Tua. I can't decide if I'm all in on a bounce back or if I think he's going to be a bust. I, I honestly don't know. I feel, I feel like his ceiling is what Baker has done the past three years. I think he's a game manager. I think Tua is yeah. going to crack top Which eight. Which is not what I want from a from a, uh, a quarterback in my fantasy league. You don't, like Kirk, you, you don't like Kirk Cousins? He's Kirk like Cousins isn't just a game manager. He consistently throws for over oh. 4,000 yards. 
He's been in the top 10 like four times in the past six years. Spencer. Right now. Okay, we Spencer. also have to preface this with a lot of people have probably spent a top three, top four pick at least on two and rookie drafts. And the rest yeah. of the rookie class is just crushing it at this point. Right. That's right. true. So yeah. maybe, maybe right. that's that's the, the parallel there because – I just think Kirk Cousins is a game manager. I don't think the Vikings have done much. Joe Burrow week one. I think he's Joe Burrow. I've been saying this for a long time now, but that same day that everyone was giving me shit, it was really funny. Some guy who was like a physical therapist, like quote tweeted, and he was like, yeah, I definitely don't think he's going to be ready. Like, this is terrible. And like a lot of people liked it. It made me look like a total idiot. But if Joe Burrow starts week one, that would make me feel really good because people are trying to slander me for saying I think he's going to be ready. Because everything out of the Cincinnati Bengals organization is saying that they think he's going to be ready. Burrow said he's going to be ready. He's feeling great. Obviously, I understand if they want to protect their investment, he can put him on the pub for a week or two. But I think that he's back no later than week two or three at the yeah. worst case scenario. I, I think like they have to say this stuff anyway, though, too, right? To get to make sure that other teams aren't aware of what their situation is like. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they always err on the side of the players playing um so then the the team has to game plan for two things either joe burrow starting or not if they say that he's not starting you know it's rare to tell your quarterback that he's not going to start and then start him i feel like it's more normal for them to say he's going to start and then maybe you start somebody else yeah you just got roasted in the comments uh, that's, that's uh, it's a it's a high school friend just keep moving <laughs> just keep moving put it on screen put it on screen <laughs> no I we're think- not gonna do it. fine I think Burrow starts week one, and I think I love that because I have a lot of T. Higgins shares, and I think T. Higgins is still going to ball out next year. Uh, <laughs> oh, all three of them could. Oh, for sure. I love it. There's I no tight end there. Starts week one. I have Burrow top ten in Dynasty, yeah. so I love it. I have a couple Burrow I get shares. a little scared about Higgins for fantasy, not going to lie. No, I shouldn't. I am, though. I, just, I think that Boyd has a very carved-out role, and I think Chase is going to eat no. away. I don't think Higgins will ever see top ten. I really don't. You mean in Dynasty? Redraft. I, I don't think he'll ever have a top 10 fantasy season. Ever what? in his career? With Jamar Chase. <laughs> if Jamar Chase is the superstar people think he is, I don't think it's going to happen. A, that's, that's still you, an if, though. Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins are just – or not Kirk Cousins, uh, Adam Thielen. Yeah, but is there there. a wide receiver there at the wide receiver three as good as Tyler Boyd? I don't think so. You Name said ever, though. Is Tyler Boyd going to be there next year? He's a cut candidate next year. No, I don't think – I think Tyler Boyd's definitely going to be there. I think they love their three-headed monster we have. I think one of them is going to take a step back, and I think it could That's be Boyd. Boyd. I think Higgins – listen, Higgins – Boyd is going to, probably going to be the one that takes the, the biggest hit, but the ceiling of Higgins goes down dramatically with Jamar Chase uh-huh. there. Everyone was drafting T. Higgins and falling in love with him because they thought he was going to turn into what C.D. Lamb could be in the future, like a good wide receiver. One. No, not that extreme. <laughs> listen, I, think no, I that, have Higgins over C.D. Lamb like, as prospects. Really, that's interesting. And, yeah. Okay, um, I, I had Lamb. One's an alpha, one's a slot receiver. Like I'm not betting on a slot receiver to be a top ten fantasy. Well, I think that a lot of people thought that Higgins was going to develop into a guy who is a year in year out top ten wide receiver. Why can't he be? Huh? Why can't he be? Because Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd exist. But okay, but now we, let's take probability here. Jamar <laughs> Chase is a superstar. What if Jamar Chase just becomes an above average wide receiver and Higgins does take that alpha role. That's still a possibility. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying, I don't think it's going to happen because if everything is happens the way it's projected, like he becomes a dominant X Higgins is a really good in his role and Boyd's really good in his role. Name one three headed monster where all three guys are extremely fantasy relevant. And the one and the two, both on the outside were like extremely productive. I just don't think it's going to happen. 
three-headed monster? What do you mean? Yeah. I know, but... Last year, they all finished top 24. Top 24? That's not yeah. what I'm saying. I don't think Higgins will ever be top 10. But, it's, but are Jamar Chase and T. Higgins not better prospects than Juju, DJ, and Chase? No, absolutely. I just don't think it's going to yeah. happen. And then I, Teddy Bridgewater with Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore. Jamar Chase is not going to get it. Sorry, Jamar Chase is going to get a lot of touchdowns. I just think that I like Higgins. I think he's going to live in the wide receiver two to max wide receiver 10 role. I don't think he's ever going to crack like nine as a wide receiver. So I just don't think it's going to happen. So last year we saw, and like Spencer, I believe, brought this up. We saw Jefferson and Thielen both post top 10 seasons. And I understand that they didn't have a third weapon. So. I understand what you're saying there. Calvin Cook, though, and it's a run-first offense. It's different, though. And, okay. and like, again, Spencer mentioned, Tyler Board is a cut candidate. And you have Joe Joe Burrow QB4. So, if Joe Burrow's QB4, sure. Higgins and Chase are easy. Yeah, your projections well, have to be high. Joe Burrow QB4 is not pro T. Higgins ceiling. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's gr- don't make that face. Joe Burrow. That face. <laughs> oh, wait, okay. Let me ask you. Poorly. Joe Burrow has the weapons question. does not mean that T. Higgins is going to be a top five fantasy wide receiver. Well, no, but this all three of them are going to be top twenty-four. But T. Do Higgins you do projection based. Do you do projection based rankings? I do not project them out. No, but I do. Okay, yeah. So, like, that's the that's why it's that's why the question was brought up. If you have one QB at a certain position, then he has to support that many yards. You know what I mean? Unless you're giving him a lot of rushing yards or rushing touchdowns. No, he's going to have a lot of tough passing touchdowns. I think Higgins yeah. easily sees at least five or six. I mean, I he know. feels more like the touchdown guy. Like, he feels more touchdown like the end zone guy. guy. How, though? He's not like he's not as big. He's not as good in the contested catch. Like, he had a ton of, he had a ton of touchdowns in college. He's a touchdown machine. I don't know if they translate as much as you would think. I'm just saying, though, I, like, Jamar Chase is a great re- a red zone weapon. He's a yeah. good ball. No, I'm not saying he's not. Yeah, I'm just saying I think T. Higgins' profile is better to be the guy to, that they would want to target in the end zone, especially without a tight end. I know. I'm just saying with Mixon there too. I just don't think that with mm. Jamar Chase, if he develops into a, a really good superstar X, that Higgins will ever with Boyd. Granted, Boyd being there, if Boyd is cut, then obviously it's a huge bump up for Higgins. I just don't know if it's going to happen. So you're saying that. If Chase becomes this superstar X, Higgins' yeah. ceiling is capped. What What is the probable outcome that Chase does become that superstar X? I mean, define superstar. I think he's going to be a very, very good X receiver. I feel like that's pretty likely. Well, I agree. I think he's going to be very good as well. But there's a difference between very good and takeover dominant elite. Like, if he comes over takeover dominant elite, I agree his ultimate ceiling. Takeover dominant elite probability, I'd say, is 25 to 40%. I don't think. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I think it's not worry you that Jamar Chase was only able to do what he did across from Justin Jefferson? Well, he already has T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So I'm not really concerned there. Okay. So you're comping kind of like Higgins and Jefferson? I think they're all going to thrive. You mean? I think yeah. I think it's going to be awesome for fantasy. I think that yeah, Higgins think is going to be thrive. good. I'm not trying to say that Higgins isn't going to be good. I just don't yeah. think that his ceiling is as high as everyone thinks. Yeah. I'm just trying That's to understand fine. your thought process. This is turning into the match show. We're talking about T. Higgins too much. Yeah. Let's, talk yeah. About, let's talk about Luke's favorite sleeper from the rookie class. We'll talk about a sleeper, someone you could pick up off waivers after a draft, or like a fourth-round guy. Uh, my favorite sleeper has always been Austin Watkins, wide receiver out of UAB. He's a big boy. Uh, he was undrafted, sadly, which really sucked. I thought he was going to oh. be 
I thought I know I, it sucks, but he's on the 40 <laughs> a great landing spot. I thought yeah. that he was going to be a fifth to seventh round guy. I thought he was definitely going to get drafted. He did not. I, I was really surprised about that, honestly. Um, but he landed in a great scenario in the 49ers. If I'm being honest, I think that they, they have utilized undrafted free agents a lot uh, throughout the team's history. And I feel like he could be really good. I, I did not watch, get to watch a lot of his film. For the record, but I had, uh, the Dynasty Nerds film room had a game of his. And when I was going through and watching all the wide receiver film, I did really like what I saw. He has a great build, and I feel like he has a nice play style for his size. He's a lot shiftier than you think somebody who's like 6'2", 205, I think he is. He has a yeah. huge build, and he is a shifty kind of good route runner who can make plays. And I feel like the reason I like him a lot is because he's a bit of a swing for a defense's pick, but I feel like he could really shine if given the correct opportunity and if he develops well. Uh, he is going late in third rounds in rookie drafts, but I think he's a great stash. I've never heard of him before right now. Really? He's been going late <laughs> in third rounds around rookie drafts. Oh, are you taking him? Yeah, I am. It's a very oh, late. I, that's round. probably why. I've, like, I've taken him like three, <laughs> ten. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking him in all of them. People have been taking them for me. Yeah, no, I get I like you. Uh, I just want to break your heart a little bit because I can, and I feel like we've been going at each other a little bit, but <laughs> undrafted free agents, like, you know how draft capital is obviously highly touted for like analytics purposes on hit yeah, rates? Sure. Well, no, but I'm not even saying undrafted free agents, like obviously sometimes they'll just make it, you know what I mean? And they're sleepers, dart throws, it doesn't matter. But to even increase the odds further for you, an undrafted free agent who gets guaranteed money is more likely to succeed than one who doesn't. And did he not? There's only been there's like only been one player to ever um, make it onto the 53 man roster at the beginning of the season who did not get any guaranteed bunner money, and it was a punter. Um, Austin Watkins has no guaranteed money. Excellent, that's good. That's real good. Yeah. So like the that. highest paid undrafted free agent wide receiver, if you're looking for like a dart throw, is Tim Jones to Jacksonville, and that wide receiver room is kind of mess. So. You know, if that's a guy, if you're if you're looking at undrafted free agents, if it's really deep, you know what I mean? Like that's, I guess, a guy who's most likely. If you look at it just yeah. from analytics, draft capital, like undrafted free agent standpoint. The thing is, for me, like with him, is like I understand there's a lot of things going against him. It's just like it's really cheap, and he, he's good high upside and a good landing spot. The the thing that was weird, I just don't understand why he went undrafted. I mean, he is a small school guy. He played JUCO for a while, which I like. Honestly, it's a good chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, He's a cool dude. He actually came on. I, I forget what it show was. He like he he did a fantasy show with somebody. Did he play in the Senior Bowl? I don't know actually. It's uh, if I had to guess, the the reason would be because he wasn't in the Senior Bowl. Um, but like he's a good he's a good player. Like, yeah. um, what did they say? Oh, they didn't have it. Oh well. I remember. He, I think I do know what you're talking about though. Was it um Sam? Or no, not not Sam. Do you remember Sam's old co-host? Um. Oh dang! I can't think of his name. It he was actually, Sam. I Sam he took about it. Yeah, he took time off from uh, his um, Twitter or whatever. He had like family issues, but yeah, Sam's co-host, I think, or something, and him did that interview. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, but I, about that. the thing that was weird, like not the thing that's weird, but like the reason that gives me hope is like I'm not the I'm not the only person who likes him. Like I've seen a lot of people on Twitter who are I like him. Austin Watkins. So like I'm giving him a shot. I mean, he's on my taxi squad. If he does anything, he does something. If he doesn't, he does. But as like, a deep guy, I like Watkins. He's good. I like it. But he's got good, he's got great size. He's decent. You know, the yeah. guy I'm planting my flag on. Spence, let's see if you have any legs to go against this guy as well. You probably do. 
<laughs> if he's a sleeper, there's analytics against him. No, but it doesn't not, matter. He's not a sleeper. I, they always do. People really like him. He's been rising because of his landing spot. But the, I've been I've been in love with him ever since I watched his film. I really like Amon Ross St. Brown. So the Lion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a great he's a great prospect for me. I really think he's really talented. Uh, I, I really like him. I, I just I saw I watched his film and he looked great to me. I don't know. <laughs> no, I thought you're gonna bring up, but it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth round draft capital, dude. I'm just out. Like, well, I know, but like, I don't understand why he was picked so late. I don't understand why he fell. Like, I everyone thought he was going to be a day two pick. And he oh, yeah, you're right. They did, but here we are. And I don't want to talk about hit rate. Day four, I can't do it. And if it makes you feel any better, uh, Matt is a huge Tylen Wallace fan, and also very upset that Tylen Wallace did not make day two capital. Um, but man, that hit rate's just so bad. I like ARSB, ARSB um, as like a prospect, and he's definitely a good football player. Um, and uh, it's what just like capital, drop? man. I don't understand why he dropped. I heard it was injury. I heard it injury. Yeah. It was yeah, injury. The injury. Yeah. That's fair. Like, I, he just, damn thing that happened to Tywan Wallace. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just think the Lions are a fantastic landing spot for him just because they don't have anybody, and yeah. he'll, get, he'll get opportunity. And if he succeeds with the opportunity, I feel like it's just going to lead – to long-term success, which helps his hit rate potential, I think, because he'll be given a chance. You know what I mean? I, I would be a big fan of him as a sleeper. You know what I mean? If I was able to get him where he should go, he's not opinion, a sleeper. I'm just bringing as like a mid or late third. Yeah, if he was like a mid or late third, then I would be like, okay, I can take a dart throw here. Like he's an analytical outlier, but I like the profile. I'll take a shot. But I can't take him over Tony, which is what a lot of people do, or even Deami Brown, who at least got day two capital. Yeah, so, I, would say, I would probably take Brown over him. Yeah, so Brown over Brown. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, Brown. I just I I'm taking every third round and and above wide receiver before Tylen Wallace or ASRB ARSB. So I'm you really have, getting those. Rather have Josh Palmer. Yes, Brown. Hundred percent. Just because but, it's just so important, man. The draft capital is so the hit rate is just so exponentially lower. It's like two but times the hit rate. Though, like it, it, no, but not looking at prospects, just two times the hit rate for a fourth to a third round wide receiver. I know, I two get times. it. I get it. I'm I'm not trying to go against that at all. I'm just saying, like, as a prospect, like who cared about Josh Palmer until he was drafted high? I understand that draft capital is really important and that's why people are paying attention. But Amon Ross St. Brown was clearly a better prospect in my opinion. So I'm just trying to trust the talent to win. Yeah. I think with wide receivers, it's not it's not as bad as other as other positions. Running back, miserable. Have to trust draft capital. I, yeah, dude. I'm um, not gonna lie. I'm throwing Chuba in the garbage. I am. Are you? I'm not. I'm yeah. out. I, well, I, no, I, I, I like him I'm because not. he's cheap. That's that's fair. He is very cheap, but he's behind Christian McCaffrey, who is the highest paid running back in NFL history right now, and he will not see sunlight for at least two or three years, unless. McCaffrey I think people are biting. Yeah, exactly. I think people are biting on Mike Davis. You know what I mean? You know, like I'd rather get a player who has a higher potential at wide receiver or something like that. Like Kenny Eskridge. Gainwell. Chris Evans. I'd rather have Dwayne Eskridge than. I'm taking Kenny Gainwell over him. Oh, I, absolutely. I'd yeah. rather have Gainwell. Yeah. For sure. I'd also take Dwayne Eskridge. Yeah. Chris Evans. And I do not like Dwayne Eskridge. I like Eskridge. I do. I, I do not. He's, I think what is he, 100 and. He's on the field a lot. I, I actually wrote an article about him for Fantasy Pros. Yeah, the the they, I think um so they're utilizing some things from the Rams offense. They said and they needed the wide receiver three, Robert Woods. <laughs> no, is that what you're thinking? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Robert Woods would be sick, like carries and stuff too. Yeah, 
no, I don't think it's going to happen. But I, Eskridge, Eskridge is going to be good, I think, just because of the reason he's going to be on the field a ton. And eventually he'll get some opportunity. Yeah. Draft capital is good. I can't be too mad. I just don't like him as, as too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Neither did I, but draft capital and the landing spot's good. So. so what are we qualifying as a sleeper here? Oh, so yeah, it was like people you can pick up off of waivers or someone who you're getting in like late third or over the third. Sorry, Chris Evans. Stash him. That's a good one. That's a good handcuff right there. Luke just steals my answer. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's messed up. All right, Matt, you talk about Chris Evans. He threw. He knew you were going to pick him, so he just wanted to get to the jump on the on the throwing the name out. But you can talk about him. I appreciate that, Luke. I love Chris Evans just because I don't like Joe Mixon. That is literally the reason why. I am not Joe Mixon. I got an article over on He's Lee a good real-life NFL running back, though. Oh, 100%. One of the most care. talented running backs in the league. Oh, he's never going to see the light of day is the thing. Nope. Right? Just in case he got injured. For fantasy, Mixon's kind of gross. I get it. But real life, Joe Mixon's extremely talented. I agree. agree. I do agree with that. I can't stand Joe Mixon. This is a a heart thing for me. And it'll be the one thing I'll plant my flag year in and year out. I will let my heart speak here because Joe Mixon is not good for fantasy. We play a week-to-week game where you need points week in and week out to win. Joe Mixon doesn't give you that. What do you say? Russell Wilson. There you go. If that's the comp you want to make, Joe Mixon doesn't give you that. Okay? You heard like, it here first, folks. Joe Mixon, Russell Wilson. Same, 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 but different. Same, same, but different. Same, same, I like Chris different. Evans. Nobody knows what Joe Mixon, what's going to happen. Stash him. You might get a, a nice little flyer running back as your flex guy. It's a, it's a stash. I like I'm it. totally off that with. Joe Mixon, because I, I used to plant the flag for Joe Mixon, pro Joe Mixon. I was taking him in the first, second. And, okay, I, I admit, so many mistakes were made, but he helped me win a championship last year. So I think I think we're even with me and Joe Mixon. Last year? Or two years ago. My bad. Let's say. So just to, just to throw out there, Russell Wilson's lowest scoring game <laughs> last year was 12 points. That's second His second was 14. That's terrible. Okay. Awesome, Everything else was oh. above 18. Oh, I lied. There's a 13. Russell Wilson, though. Yeah. But I just don't. I don't understand. I just don't uh, want Joe Mixon. You guys are crazy. What, do you want Joe Mixon in Dynasty Spencer? No, pass? I'm talking about Russell Wilson. Well, Spencer, yeah, good one. <laughs> Real quick, let me look at this. Hang on. Yeah, he's keeping that. I'll find um, some. All right, Ryan. You go. While, while he's looking up something, you go and check out what uh, no. what you got there. I'm looking through my old drafts to see like who qualifies, oh, who, who have been snagging. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bring up Davis Mills because I think you're gonna do that. So I'm, I'm gonna let you have that because he's been going around you the league. You can have him if me. you want. I, I have plenty I have, of guys I'm interested in. I have my rough stuff now. Jeff Driscoll. So oh, after the bye week in week six, Russell's mm-hmm. lighting the league on fire through five weeks. Okay. Yeah. 30, 34, 36, 21, 25. Amazing. Yeah. Bye week. Arizona, 32. San Francisco, 28. Buffalo, 22. Okay, but then from week 10 on, you got 10, 18, 14, 15, 23 against the Jets, 13, 19, and 18. Like, that's not what you're wanting. That's a small sample size. Like, that's that, I think that's too small. Okay, well, it's that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight games. That's half a season. Yeah, but the other half, he let the league on fire. 
I know, but that's not what you want for fantasy. You don't want a guy who craps out halfway through the year. Does he do that every year? If you did that every year, right? It's like if he did it every year, I'd agree. But that was just I know, but you know what I mean though? Like it's not consistent. I just don't I mean I'm with you. I don't like it because that's why I don't like Joe Mixon. So I'm not arguing against you. I mean, 2019, he did the same thing. It sounds like Russell Wilson broke your heart. I just just feel like you're never – yeah, that's what I agree. After the bye in 2019, week 12 through week 17, he had 9, 17, 10, 19, 9, and 20. So the inconsistencies still loom. I mean, you don't want to back who can give you 41, then 12, then 27, then 15, then 32, then 16, then 9, then then 10. Like, it's just inconsistent. Okay, so I'll give you this. Joe Burrow finished one time over 25 points. Yeah, but Burrow, is, he's, oh. he's a younger guy, though. It was his rookie year. We somehow <laughs> circled back to this. Okay. I don't know. It was his rookie season. You, okay, so you get excuses. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. I mean, for a rookie, the numbers Joe Burrow put up are great, but. He's the guest, Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it is this yeah. where I just break all the all the arguments and just say two two Atwell just cause to break the argument? No. Oh yeah, two two Atwell is great. It's a great buy. In the no, I'm just kidding. I, but I, I, mean, I would do it about sleepers. Yeah. Oh, round three, draft two. capital. Round two draft capital and the round four. Like okay, yeah, I'll I guess I'll, I guess I'll try. Yeah, I mean it's a great swing for the fences thing. I just don't know if he's ever going to see the light of day. I mean, no. I wanted to say Kellen Mond, but like, because that's like my my guy at this point. Oh yeah, take him. but but I don't know if that qualifies because I've been taking him late second, like super late second every every draft. Ooh, I mean, it's still under the radar though. Like no one really. Yeah, Mond is a sexy yeah. pick. Yeah, you're just yeah. you're just making sure you get him, but his ADP is yeah. like third it's, round. It's like it's like third round. Like yeah, I got him like the, third last. The round. report was that the Vikings were going to draft Justin, Justin Fields Field. if he made it to the pick. They they don't like Kirk Cousins. We're circling back to Kirk Cousins somehow, but. Yeah. I know Kellen Mond's <laughs> the game manager. I know Kellen Mond's film was not that good, but with that capital, he's gonna get a chance. And if he shows off the running ability, like say a little less than a Jalen Hurts for running ability, and he shows he could throw the ball, I mean, you're trading him easily for early second, late first after a game. Yep. It's it's a good investment. I agree. And it's like interesting to note, like he's he like you said, he is a good runner. So that's like his pro right now. But, like, he is sitting under a guy who is a statue QB who is really very, like, underratedly accurate and, and good at throwing the football um, in, in Kirk Cousins. So it's, like, a perfect situation for him, I feel like, because he already knows how to run well. He doesn't need to be under Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts to, like, no. run better and then maybe take off. He needs to be I mean, under a guy who can throw well and, and sit in the pocket and, you know, still still uh, perform. So. It's a good landing spot. Like, I mean, if a year, yeah, if a year or two happens and and Kirk Cousins is the, isn't the guy anymore, Kellen Mond could easily come in and, you know, what I mean, play and and do well. Yeah, I agree. Any any of those quarterbacks, I mean, I'm not even a Trask guy. I'm probably lower in Trask than anybody really ever. I, I don't think he's that good at all. But the moment he starts a football game, if he does, you triple, double, quadruple your investment of what you had to put in. So, swing yeah. for the fences, right? That's that's a value play for me. Same with Mills. Same with Mond. Just yeah. a value. Just real quick on Mills. Like, he's going to start this year. It's undeniable. So, like, when he Jeff starts Driscoll. and the guy in your league who doesn't have a quarterback needs a quarterback, like, you might be able to sell him for a second and you and you got him for a third. So, well, it's like immediate value there, possible, and then maybe he ends up being somewhat decent and you just keep him and, you know, now you have, like, I don't know, a, a QB 20 each QB week. Four. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. QB three, so, four. 
But uh, my guy, no, I'm going to bring up more controversy. I'm interested in how Luke feels about this. I'm sure he's seen it on Twitter maybe. Uh, my guy, not an undrafted running back, but a guy who could come in and be be a, a leader of a backfield, Garrett Dokes. Guy, seventh-round draft capital. Justice. We're not doing this again, Spencer. Just, Matt, you don't <laughs> have to again. Talk. I just want to hear what Luke has to say. Seventh round draft capital, same as Miles Gaskin. Salvan Ahmed, not that great at football. Um, Malcolm Brown, definitely not that good at football. And Matt, Matt Breida is even there still. So, yeah, that's it. No, right? it's Buffalo. So, it's, oh, it's, Lynn Bowden. Okay, they got Lynn it's Bowden. Miles Gaskin. It's Miles Gaskin. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, here we I go again. Can't. Okay, but this is the question, though. You got to remember, Garrett Dokes is a guy you can get off of waivers. And Miles Gaston is a guy who you can trade for value, right? So, like, I'm taking Garrett Oaks everywhere because he could literally possibly start. And it's not about whether he will or not. It comes down to training camp. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, until week one, we just don't really know. Yeah. I just think it's going to be the Gaskin show this year. Like, we're be. good friends. <laughs> yeah. Except for the Higgins rank. It is what it so, is. you just have a ton of faith in, like, a seventh round running back, huh? Uh, he looked really good last season. Uh, I don't think he's the long term solution at all. But for this season, I think it's Gaskin. Okay. I, just don't, right. think, I don't think anyone's going to take his job. Maybe Malcolm Brown, a little. That's it. Yeah. I mean, Sean like they wanted the, the big guy last yeah. year. They wanted the bigger guy. Garrett Dokes is a bigger guy. Except I mean, he's not very good at Cincinnati. It's, I mean, I think he's definitely a great stash, but I don't think it's going to happen. He definitely could, though. I mean, if he if he plays well in camp, I mean, the draft capital in that backfield is pretty much non-existent. So, that's uh, true. Something. I mean, it's it's definitely possible. No, I don't. Yeah, like, that. how much would you hate yourself though if you didn't take him and like he was free? You know, what I mean, like if he's sitting on waivers from now until August, and then week one he starts. You know what I mean? Like, it's like why why do that to yourself? You know what I mean? Oh no, I definitely think he's worth a stash for sure. Yeah, I agree. I also agree. So I, I think it's time to close this out here. I, I think we all gave our sleepers, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm just seeing things at this point. Mm-hmm. But Luke, where can we find you? Uh, just go follow my Twitter. It's at Luke Sawhook. Uh, exactly how it sounds. Don't overthink it. Just doing a bunch of fun shows, game shows, podcast stuff. Uh, me and uh, Connor from Dynasty Nerds, we have, we have a – new thing coming next month that should be pretty fun um stay tuned for that but yeah just uh just hanging out man appreciate you guys having me on you guys are the homies so yeah appreciate, appreciate you coming always always fun to dice it up with you luke always fun for sure man we'll have to do it again but as for myself matt and spencer and the fantasy newsroom the newly rebranded fantasy newsroom good night